We're glad you joined us today. We know the road may feel isolating, but we are here to go along this journey with you and love the call to action. Rock Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We're going to join together and chat about all things military life. So you know the drill. Rock Up Buttercup! Hello, everybody. I am so glad that you are joining us for the podcast. This is our first episode, and we are all super, super excited to be putting this together with Deployed Love. Um, So I just want to kind of go ahead and introduce all your co-hosts. I'm going to introduce myself, and I'll let them introduce themselves. But I'm Sabrina. Um, I am the executive director of Deployed Love, but I'm also a mom, a wife, a veteran wife. So my husband was in the military for eight years and we still play games with the army. So we are around and um, I have two kids, two dogs, one chicken, and I homeschool my kids from home. So just kind of living the life, I guess. I'm Kim. I am the president of the board. My husband is in the army. We're getting very close to retirement. So that's fun and exciting and um, a whole new experience. I have four kids um, and a beautiful stepdaughter that is making her own life now. We have quite a few animals around here. <laughs> We're hoping to have a farm with <laughs> eventually. Um, that's about it for me. I'm Sierra. I'm the secretary of the board. Um, my husband and I are here at our first duty station. We're getting ready to PCS to our second. He's Army, so we're really excited for that. Um, it's just us two. We have two fur, ba- fur babies, um, one dog, one cat, and I have a couple of fish. Um, but that's about it for me. And I am Ashley. I'm the board treasurer. Um, I am here with my husband, who is active duty Army. I have two babies. Well, one's not a baby, he's six, but still two babies, um, two dogs, and I work for my family business and basically try to survive every day with two kids at home. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a whole challenge in itself in that. All right. So what we've kind of been talking about, if you follow Deployed Love this month, we've been talking about goals and like setting goals and fun things like that. But one that we wanted to bring up that's a little different than like your typical resolution or your annual goals that you would do is a goal thing that I was set by friends a few years ago. Um, It's called 100 before 100. So what you're going to do or what you would do, we're going to challenge you guys to do this and join us in our Facebook group to talk about it, but is you're going to sit down and any amount of time but sit down and try to do it all at once because it's a really good exercise for your brain. But you're going to write down like the hundred top bucket list items that you would love to do before you turn a hundred. So I had kind of shared with the girls my list and it comes from silly things from like do a cartwheel because I've never done one. (laughs) It's something that like I can't do and it'd be super cool to be able to do before I turn a hundred or cool things like travel, which is most of my bucket list, obviously. So I know that a couple of the girls had kind of sat down and put down there. So what do you guys got? The funny thing is have a podcast. So that has always been on my, one of my lists. And so that's super exciting that we get to actually bring this to Deployed Love. Um, some of mine that I haven't done yet, I want to do a pinup photo shoot. Oh, um, yeah. I think that would be really cool, especially to kind of, um, showcase that military side because I mean I also grew up military too so I think it'd be really cool to do a military inspired pinup photo shoot um I would love to see Dolly Parton in concert um that's probably like top 10 for me and um I just watched the documentary that she has I think it's on Netflix so cute so cute she's so cute it is very cute um I guess I had a lot of travel too. So um, on my list, like I've already done a lot of traveling, but I have a lot more on my list. Um, There's a lot stateside that I haven't seen. So I really would like to do a little more traveling around the States. A lot of mine is traveling too. I was starting to rack my brain and I'm like, this is all travel. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Happy to do it, but. Yeah, it's a good goal. It's really fun to go see things. And I mean, even like cruises or things more specifically to places like I want to see Niagara Falls. I don't care whether it's on Canada or New York side, but I want to see that. Like there's so many cool things. 
Madison, um, my daughter, she is 11 now, but when she graduates, one of the things that me and her have been talking about for probably about two years now is going to the Eiffel Tower when she graduates and sitting there and just taking in everything together, just the two of us. So, And that sounds so fun. Yeah. Like I have that on my list to do like a family vacation with my kids, like separately, like do like, I want to do one with my mom and me, like just her do something super fun. But then I also want to do that with my kids, like on their own time. Like, I think that's such a bonding experience. Yeah. I love that. Me and my mom had a cruise scheduled for 2020 where we were going to do all the way up the East coast and go into Canada. Obviously that who knows when that'll ever happen, but we were really excited. It was going to be such a time for just us. Like, it'd be so cool, but we'll see. So Kim, what is other things on your list? Do you have any like just little silly things that you want to do? Um, so one of the things that, and it's another travel, but another one of the things that I wanted to do was uh, go to Italy and do the grape smashing where you get in there with your bare feet and smash. I thought that would be really neat. Um, Another one is just kind of, I want to raise goats. So we've got the land. We just got to get everything kind of in order now. Um, the retirement property, <laughs> as I say. One that I did this year was finish my bachelor's degree. So I was really excited with that. And then the Disney marathon that's been one of the things that I've always wanted to do that I've I've kind of built up and I did a couple 5k's and thought I was going to do a half marathon and then that didn't happen so now I've got to build back up to that but what's the Disney marathon it's where you go to Disney World and you run it's a whole marathon around Disney World you dress up and oh my yeah I have that on my list too I don't have the marathon because I realistically don't think my knee has it in it but I do have doing at least one of the five ten k's maybe something slightly more but like it's on my list to do as well so maybe we can do that as like a deployed love thing yes definitely. I am not a runner <laughs> let me just tell either. y'all now I don't have it in my knees to be doing all that either so I'll walk with you if you want to walk well you can walk a 10k yeah the it's... deployed love shuffle if you will <laughs> it's a love hate relationship one minute you hate it but the next when you get it done you're like yes but then you just don't want to do it again and again yeah I used to love running and then ever I mean I've had surgeries so I don't run that much anymore so now it's more of a chore it's not enjoyable so I don't do it a lot so it's on my list to eventually one day to hopefully do it but yeah yeah I think that mine may change though, as we, as I get older, because my children are getting older. So Caden is, he'll be 14 this year. And so I think that as I was making up a few that they may change or grow into more detailed things to do with them as they get older and, and watch their life unfold and move from the military life that we've done for almost 18 years now to the after military life and, and watch our babies grow up. And that's what I'm excited for. So I think I'm kind of leaving a few of mine blank to fill in as the years go. Yeah. And I had some, like I mentioned to you guys that they were there before. And it's like, I used to be super, super into photography. So there were some goals that were like highly there for the photography side of me, but now that it's kind of fizzled, they're not something that I ever really care to do because it's not there anymore. So like I wanted to do milk bath photos of somebody and I just, now it's like, oh, well, that's irrelevant at this point. So <laughs> it's good. It's good to change it. It might even be something fun that every five years you change your hundred bucket list. Cause I mean, like Sierra's talking, hers is from middle school. So I'm sure when she finds it, that it's going to be crazy. <laughs> some of the things on there. I wonder if it's still somewhere, you know, with moving and whatnot, I have no idea, but I don't even know what to think about it at this point. I couldn't imagine what's on there. <laughs> no, I can't and... imagine what I was thought of middle school. <laughs> I think it's fair to take an inventory every couple of years, right? Like maybe even every year, like this year, writing my 2021 goals, they're very, very specific to this year and kind of where I'm at. If you asked me last year, you know, at the new year, if I'd have the same list, absolutely not because it was different than so even like every year every three years every five years every 10 years right I think it's fair to take an inventory 
Yeah, things have changed so much. I mean, we all saw that in the last year. Like, I had huge goals for last year. And now some of my goals for the year are like, read 50 books, because I have a lot more time at home to read. So it changes a lot. So So what's that? Like, where's the coolest place that you want to travel that you guys have on your thing? Mine is I want to go to Norway and stay in like those little ice cabin things under the lights. And that is like, that would be the dream vacation for sure. Mine is Cuba. And I was just recently talking to my brother-in-law and his wife about this. And they're like, no way. Literally before Corona hit, we were about to book it. And I was like, no way, take me with you. Like I'm crashing the party (laughs) and going. There's no way my husband can go, right? But I so want to go. Yeah, that, that seems to be one of the things too that we do. My family seems to always take vacations and my husband can never get leave to go. <laughs> no. Oh, mine's Greece. Um, I've always wanted to go to Greece. I've always had a really fascination with like Greek mythology and everything like that. So I've always wanted to go to Greece. So that's on the top of my bucket list to go is Greece. But I'd also really like to go to like Scotland. Yeah, we're going there in 2022. So my niece and nephew were born deaf, but it turns out they have a different like disease thing that they have going on that obviously it's genetic and whatever, but they're going to also lose their vision. So they're, my sister is planning these really cool trips of letting them pick places that they want to see in the next few years before they're not able to see. And so we're all going to Scotland in 2022. So I thought that would be really cool. I love that. That's such a great idea. Yeah, it's really awesome. So I have a crazy question. Money, time, any of the rules and stipulations aside, we get to book a trip for ourselves to leave, you know, tomorrow. No stress, you know, money aside, where, where are you going? Greece. <laughs> and say, is it by myself <laughs> or like, do I have to bring the kids? <laughs> oh, I guess, I guess that, cha- that, that would change it. That would Choose change your own answer. adventure. <laughs> okay. If it's by myself, Greece, if I have to take my kids, it would probably be like an all-exclusive Disney World trip, like same, like a week long. Like you can do whatever you want, go for it. Which we're hoping to do not this upcoming year, next year, just because yeah. like the family business is doing really, really well. So we're we're planning on going when Claire is four. So she'll turn four not not this May, but next May. So we're gonna go the next that fall. Awesome. That's kind of what we're waiting on. That's kind of what we're waiting on too is Mason. He's two. We're waiting on him to get four or five. A better age a so they week. remember it. Because we took Darren when he was like three and he doesn't even remember going. So uh, so for yeah. me, I would say if I'm by myself, it would probably be uh, Tokyo. Like I really want to go to Japan and I feel like that'd be a really hard place to take your kids because the language barrier and traveling around and stuff. It's a lot more like compact. So that would be for me. And then with the kids, I want to take them to Germany now that they're old enough to see where they were born and to see, you know, where they started their lives. I think that would be a really, really cool trip with the kids. Yeah, it would. I would love to go to Germany. It's so pretty. Yeah. I loved it. So I've never heard anything bad about Germany. Travis was stationed over there for a year when he was when all the coronavirus started and was supposed to go for our 14 year anniversary. I remember that. And everything got shut down and oh it broke my heart. I was so excited. So excited. Such a bummer. It is so fun. And if I ever went back, we would aim for Christmas time though, because that my heart is in those Christmas markets. I it's they just there's just so much to do. No matter what time of year, honestly, there's just always something to do. Um, there's you know, if you're into sightseeing, there's so many places you could go see. If you're into, you know, actual history, like, you know, like my all-time favorite place to visit was Italy, going to like Normandy Beach and all that kind of stuff. So like that was, you know, I, I lived over there when I was middle school, high school. So even then, like, I just thought it was fascinating. I could not recommend going overseas more to anyone. Like I would go in a heartbeat. The history is so funny. So we went to, what is the, 
Williamsburg with my mom. And I was like, they're giving the tour and talking about the buildings. I'm like, yeah, but these are really not that old. She's like, oh, look at you. (laughs) Yeah. But once you've lived in Europe and you like see these buildings that are like ancient, I mean, literally ancient buildings, you're like, okay, but Williamsburg, these houses look like houses we live in right now. So like, it's not that much has changed. (laughs) Yeah. One of the, one of the funnest places that we went was I went and visited Travis when he was stationed in Honduras and we went over there and I got to make my own hammock. I literally threaded a double hammock for hours and hours for a whole week. Um, but we also got to go and we did a chapel hike um, up to one of the um, villages and give food out. That was amazing. There's a lot of places over there to go and visit to. Um, That's so cool. That's so different from where we've ever like stayed. Yeah. It was definitely um, a culture shock. The real question is, do you still have the hammock? Because I would love that. I do. (laughs) I do. We actually had our name um, carved out of the board from one of the people over there. And uh, we still have it out in the shed, but you can't leave it out in the weather because the wood gets messed up. So unfortunately, it's like a special occasion hammock day. (laughs) Sierra, did you say where your travels would be? I didn't. Um, I was about to bring that up. So y'all would all go to kind of newer places depending kids or not, right? So if I were able to leave tomorrow, I'd go back to Costa Rica um, I went in a couple years ago, but uh, there's just something about it. Anybody that's been to Costa Rica will tell you about that. Like there's just something about Costa Rica, but I would love to, I don't know, I'm not old enough for a sabbatical yet, but I'd love to <laughs> just take a year off from life and just go. There's this resort there. And anytime I try to tell people about it, I tell them it's like tree houses on stilts that you like walk out of so you can walk for 10 minutes getting to your room and you're just in the middle of the rainforest and at any moment you know there could be a holler monkey outside there's hammocks on all the corners of the rooms um there's no ac but it's actually not that bad but probably one of the coolest things that happened while i was there is we were there at the beginning of rainy season so they hadn't gotten a whole lot of rain yet Yes, it does rain every day in the rainforest (laughs) and it is exceptionally loud. So loud. It rattles the windows. It like rattles the inside of your brain. It is just crazy. And there's just something about it. That is the coolest thing ever. That sounds amazing. It does. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's something. Yeah. Now I need to add that to my list. (laughs) I have sleep in a tree house. Yeah. I have sleep in a tree house on my list. So I'm just going to go to Costa Rica to sleep in a tree house. Way better than here. <laughs> yup, two things in one go. Costa Rica is amazing. And really I also have visit nice. one country on every continent. So that's like three. I'm going to add that to my list right now. <laughs> I've only been to South America, Central and South America, and Mexico. I've been to Europe and North America and Central America, which I'm, so I, I got South America and Africa that I got to go. In Australia. In Asia. In Asia. <laughs> Which like I, could probably, I was like, yeah, I could probably do Asia because my dad, my dad has decided that in his midlife crisis, he went overseas last year before uh, COVID hit and he, um, he's a photographer now, but he does journalism photography now. So, um, and he's prior service and he went over and did um, Normandy and Vietnam anniversaries and fell in love with Asia and has decided that he's probably going to live in Thailand. So um, I at least now have a place to stay when I, if I want to go. Yeah. Um, Thailand would be so cool. At least to visit. I want to go like, cause my friends went and they got to like pet the elephants and stuff. Like, yes. It's it's really hard to get back in right now. So obviously like that's like a post COVID (sighs) restriction. Like it took him almost nine months just to get back um over there so he's uh he's like yeah don't expect me to come back anytime soon with COVID restrictions <laughs> I honestly haven't traveled much I've gone to Honduras and that was really kind of the only place 
um, out of the country that I've been until I met my husband. I had never even left the Georgia, Alabama, Florida lines. <laughs> so <laughs> he took me to Delaware for the first time and I thought I was going to die from the snow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but that's what I love about the army or in military life in general. Like it brings you to so many opportunities that you may never have in your entire life. I mean, I've been well watching in Alaska. I've lived over in Europe for five years. I've been to several different countries. Um, and I would have never done that ever if, if I wasn't a military spouse or if I didn't grow up military. So you really do have to seize the day and just take it. You know, sometimes it's really sucky situations. Yes, deployments, training schedules, things like that. But the opportunities that you get as a military spouse are one in a million and yeah. you have to kind of look at the silver lining and think, okay, like, how can I make the best of this? Like, I'm not going to sit in the house, like Alaska, like a lot of people go to Alaska and they're like, I hate it. I'm like, but did you go hiking? Did you see a moose in the wild? Did you go see whales on, you know, did you go whale watching? Like, no, then you've missed out on so many opportunities. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to yeah. say the really only reason to take that advantage the only reason I've traveled is because of the army stationing us because we went to Hawaii, but would I have ever likely made it there? Probably not. And Germany, I never would have thought to travel all those other countries that we touched because we were there and it took three hours to drive to Prague, which by the way, Prague is my absolute favorite city I've ever been to. Prague is amazing. Yeah. But I never would have had that opportunity. So it, I love that about that. And I, like you were saying, it really, even like here at Bragg, you hear so much bad about Bragg. But if you go and you go to the beach and you go to the mountains and you go to the states that are touching us, it's great. You just have to. You're in such a great location for Bragg. Like you're a short distance from DC. Like DC is on my list. Like I've never personally been to DC. Um, everybody else in my family seems to have gone, but me. Um, and I'm a history buff. So I'm kind of like, how is this even like happened? Like, how have I not gone to all the museums and things like that? So that's on my, like, that's my top like stateside bucket list. Um, but like, yeah, your brag is what an hour, 40 minutes from the beach, three to four hours to certain areas in the mountain. There's so much to do around here. It's so close. Like even don't going down to like Savannah or Charleston or anything like that. It's, it's a really short drive. Yeah. You really have to make the best of your experiences because if you don't, then you'll just lose your time, you know? People say the same thing about Carson and I literally wake up every morning, see the mountain and I'm like, yep, yep, this is life. I'm <laughs> gonna miss it. Trust me. Life is good. This, yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Texan is not gonna miss the snow. Let me tell you that. But it's, I have it's, a friend in Carson and she posts amazing photos, but then she posted pictures where you guys had the hell storm with like oh my god Carson's the worst for hell it blows my mind I had no idea that there could be such varying like it's like a little bit of snow or a whole lot of hail it knocked out windows (laughs) y'all on 4th of July yeah her van was on 4th of July dang yeah the we moved here on July 3rd of 2018 and literally the next day we're sitting in our new house nothing in place of course we're like sitting on lawn chairs or something and we're like what is that what is that and it was hail oh my god one of the most devastating hailstorms that's ever hit Colorado Springs it was so bizarre it's like when I moved to Alaska the next day it snowed like five inches in May and I was like what are we doing <laughs> I should be at the beach right now yeah, that, I would be stuck if I was in Alaska. Like, I hate the snow. I was born in Colorado, so you'd think I'd like it, but no. And especially living in the South now, since we got back from Germany, it's been like five years, and I no, not my thing. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely more of a South person myself. We just no. moved back to Benning, and I'm hoping we can ride the next three years, two and a half, three years out here. So hopefully, smooth. I like watching it snow. Like that's beautiful. Like when I'm inside and I'm cozy, great. The second I have to go to the store or the kids want to go sweating, it's like, oh no, I'm good. So my husband's from um, West Virginia, but grew up in Delaware. So he's used to the snow. And when we moved to um, Clarksville, it snowed there 
not a whole bunch, but, you know, a good bit enough to go out and enjoy it. And he would take the kids out sledding and doing all kinds of fun stuff. And I would literally stay in the house. I was so scared to go out on the roads and crash. I like driving in the snow. Do you? Oh, I, that, was like always my, that was my excuse to not go to work when I lived in Colorado. I'm like, oh no, it snowed. I'm not doing that. So yeah, I mean, people think Texans are the worst drivers ever anyways, but I'm like, whatever. I'm not the one sliding into curbs. True. So people rely too much on their four wheel drive and then they, they think that you, yeah, yeah. you can't drive like it's Mario Kart. Like I promise. No. <laughs> yeah. But funny enough, yeah. as much as I hate snow, one of the things on my bucket list is to learn how to snowboard. So I'm going to have to get over that at some point, some point pretty That's soon, because I'm going to age out of the ability to snowboard pretty <laughs> soon. <laughs> I'll tell you, I went to a snowboarding lesson in Keystone and those people know what they're talking about. Although I am not very talented, they really tried. So get one of those instructors. They're great. <laughs> My co-coordinator here at Benning um, used to teach snowboarding. What? So yeah, so that was pretty fun. I did never would have guessed that. Mm -mm. I hated snowboarding. I'm just going to stick to skiing. I fall too much. I don't know if it's just having one board stuck to my feet. I try to give it a go. I try. I took classes in college when I was at the app and I'm just kind of like, nope, I like my two skis. I know how to do it. <laughs> That's too funny. Both my uncles and their wives like are so good at snowboarding. They do it every year. And I'm like, okay, if they can do this, like surely I can learn, but I don't know. I used to skateboard. So I feel like similar concept, maybe except for down a hill, which, you know, so we'll see. <laughs> I don't no, know if I've ever told y'all, but I don't know how to ride a bike. Huh. So like the concept of like wheels or like on something moving my body other than my two feet really doesn't settle well with me so I think that's part of my <laughs> my difficulty yeah see with me was about skiing, I was always afraid of like them crossing <laughs> and like getting stuck in and like <laughs> rolling down like Sabrina how, how'd you break your leg yeah well <laughs> yeah. you see what had happened was <laughs> Yeah, that like I hated skiing. I think also because my uncles, so the ones I was talking about, they're only like 15 years older than me. So they took me skiing when I was a kid and left me at the lessons, which is normal, but they didn't tell me that. And they're like, we'll be back in a few minutes and never came back. So I was just like there by myself all day at the lessons. So I was kind of like, I don't want to do this. I'm not enjoying this. <laughs> well, it sounds like uncles to me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Kim, you started to say something. I was just going to say, put me in a tube and in some water and just let me float. Give me the sun, <laughs> yeah. a tube. I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Have y'all seen the water park in Texas called Slitterbond? Yeah, I've heard no. of it at least. Yeah. Have y'all been? No. Mm -mm. Y'all have to go. Put it on your bucket list. <laughs> it's in New Braunfels, Texas. And it is the coolest water park ever. It's family owned and originated, but I went to college right outside of New Braunfels and my advisor, who's become a good friend, um, you know, post-grad, she has lived in New Braunfels like her entire life and like knows the family and all that, but that water park is the coolest. There's so many tube rides with like dips and turns and waterfalls and stuff. It is so cool. My kids are old enough. They'd like it now. When we lived in Texas, yeah. they were four and one so it was just yeah. you know no no I'm not taking a one-year-old yeah. to the water park but people it, like strap their babies into those ones with the netting under the tube like yeah I don't have know, kids so I don't know but knowing Darren now he would love that like we went to a water park like resort the other in November with my mom and there was a slide that like goes straight down and shoots you out my daughter was scared he went on it just round and round and round he was just loved it so Nope. We we love water parks. We actually go to the one in Orlando, Wet and Wild. It was called Wet and Wild probably about 10 years ago. They changed the name of it now, but it's huge and I we love it. We go every time. We've probably been to Wet and Wild in Orlando 10 times the times we've been to Disney World. <laughs> so we go to Orlando and that's the first place to go. Probably a little so. bit cheaper too. Disney yes. World gets you. Well, it's nice too to have family down there because Florida residents get like a different rate for tickets yeah. and stuff. So 
we were planning on going to the really cool water park in Virginia by Virginia Beach. Um, but then COVID, my kids were so excited for it this last summer. They're like, oh, these so good. And I'm like, yeah, it's reasonably priced, close enough. And maybe soon. Yeah. Hopefully everything will start opening back up. I know. All the fun things. Like, I'm so ready to travel, but... <laughs> And one of the things on my list is the ball drop in New York City. And I was watching it this year. I'm like, how weird. They were like in little cages to watch the ball drop. Clearly, we all have the travel bug. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've been in our houses a couple days too long. We're like, please, anything. I was going to ask, have you been to Boston, Ashley? I've not been to Boston. I've been to Chicago. My uh, one of my uncles lives in Chicago, so I've I've done short trips to Chicago, but I've never been to Boston. Yeah, I have like nothing on the east, like northeast coast that I've been to. I'd love to. Like I've I've driven through, like I've driven through DC. I've been to New York. That's where me and Jimmy got engaged. Was in New York City. We took a trip right before he deployed his second deployment. Um, and we took a trip up. Um, he had a buddy that he went to basic with that lived there. So we went up to New York, stayed with them. And he, he proposed in New York, but like, I didn't like, I want to go back to New York because like, I didn't do the New York trip that I wanted. Like I didn't go do a Broadway. I didn't go to the New York Zoo or anything like that. Like we walked around Times Square. Um, the most exciting thing from that trip, other than getting engaged was my, uh, you know, my husband, you know, picking a four-star um, restaurant to eat at. Of course, a four-star restaurant in New York is going to give you like two ounces of meat. So, you know, he was starving by the end of the night. So the funniest thing he had was he went to go down to the square because we stayed at the square, a hotel off the square. And he went down to go get McDonald's and he was gone for like two hours. Like, I kid you not, like I was about to call our front desk and he comes back in like super like frazzled and I'm like what happened and he's like I got my my chicken nuggies and I was like I need a drink so he like went and was like oh there's a little guy selling Powerades and I was go get some of those and I put the Powerades in the bag and the bag broke so I'm chasing chicken nuggies and Powerade through Times Square with this skinny guy dressed up as Batman flapping in my face all I could do was just laugh. It was so funny. Like, what is um, happening? <laughs> I don't know what was happening. So that was the most entertaining thing that happened on the trip. But like, when I think of New York, I've always wanted to go like, at, you know, I'm a huge Broadway person anyway. So, you know, I did theater in school. So I was just like, I want to go see a Broadway show. And I want to go see, you know, we did do a boat tour, which was really cool. So we did get to see the Statue of Liberty from the boat. Um, and we did go to Ground Zero, which this was um, after 9-11, of course. Um, and right before they started, they were just starting construction for the memorial site. So um, that was a cool trip in terms of that, but like, that's really the only place I've been on the Northern East Coast side. Yeah, if we'd have been able to do our cruise, we would have landed in, we started in New York, we would have gone to Massachusetts and Maine and then gotten up to Canada, which was, Oh, it's been so cool because we would have seen so many of the different states, but I don't know. We talked about if cruises are like not a thing again for a couple of years, so we might just drive it instead, which would be really cool too. So there's so much on the way that you would see, like, I feel yeah. like you could make like short stops, like, you know, every four or five hours, there's going to be something that you could go and see. Yeah. And it's like outdoor stuff. So it should be pretty COVID friendly. So it'd be pretty cool either way. That's one of the things my husband and I has talked about doing before is taking our camper and just going across country, just stopping everywhere we can possibly stop and just see everything. Yeah, we've learned like we've learned weeks. so many cool locations <laughs> recently. So much since my kids are homeschooled, we've been learning the 50 states. And so obviously we're learning like really cool facts about all the states. There's so many places that I've never heard of. I'm like, wait, I want to go to that place and like make a list of all the things that I want to go see now. I'm like, that's so cool. I want to do that. Yeah, I want one to of the national parks. One of the things that you should add to your list, Sabrina, that I think your kids would like is there's an underground river. Um, oh man, I can't remember where it was. It's really cool though. It's like miles long and you go underneath and you just, it's beautiful. I'll so have cool. to look it up and send it to you. 
yeah do they like kayak down it or what no you just get on this boat and they just kind of take you through and down and they talk about all the um history of it and everything and dang yeah I wish that we had a camper and that my husband wasn't deployed but (laughs) if we were learning the 50 states that would be the coolest way to learn the 50 states is like legit drive through them and be like oh look we're in Virginia today this is what Virginia has look out the window but maybe someday (laughs) we had to invest in a, a bigger camper just because of the separate um he's so close to retirement and we wanted to buy this property for retirement so I moved back here so our son could start middle school and high school and not have to move so he's living in our camper down there so when he retires that's one of the things that we said about doing the summer is having the kids since they'll be out of school they'll be retired just go in and travel and so we upgraded to a bigger camper um but I miss I miss the little camper because that's really all you need is the little one you don't really need the big one because when you're out and about, you want to go and see the places, not spend time in there, you know? Yeah, I feel like the bigger one, and unless you, like, sell your house and, like, that's your house, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then you would need all that space. My friend did that for a while. I'm like, I can't even imagine living entirely in it. Like, a summer is one thing, but, like, forever? <laughs> I know Especially a family of five. Yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. So that's what we were going to do. Um when we couldn't find a property, he came back from his rotation and he was like, we'll just come back down here and we'll live out of the camper. I'm like, with four kids, are you crazy? He's like, yeah, you can homeschool and you know, we can try. I'm like, no, thank you. I love you Never. very much. But <laughs> especially with homeschool, like then you're always with them. Like maybe if they were at public school all day, but like, whew. well, and it, it wouldn't be so bad if it, like, Caden's going into high school next year Madison's going into middle school Lily's in elementary and then I still have Mason so it's it's just too much to try to homeschool for me anyway no it there would some be parents like, out there that do it and I'm like kudos to you you are a rock star it is yeah not the reason I can do ours is because they're I feel like they're close enough so like kindergarten third grade they still kind of understand the same things when it comes to like our unit studies so like when we're talking about the states that he gets the bird he understands the flag he gets the flower so like he's getting something from it and then she learns like the capitals and a little bit more to it so it's something we could do both ways but there's no way you could teach that to a high school student and a kindergartner like yeah way too much yeah what is a um goal that you have on your list that you could potentially complete this year I have like five (laughs) (laughs) and perhaps it's because I'm literally working on my hundred things right now and like they're on my years list but that counts right like oh yeah things crossed (laughs) it all counts um I mean I'll tell y'all um I want a Girl Scout tattoo I'm a lifetime Girl Scout and just feel like you know etched into me I don't have any tattoos but it feels like time um (laughs) Ashley someday we'll get you into Girl Scouts too but um that She's one got a couple and, years left right there you go there you go um I also feel like I need to do the whole Savannah Girl Scouts thing that's I feel like is a rite of passage but um I don't know many people that have done the whole Girl Scout history and everything in Savannah um those two is for that, sure is that, is that where Girl Scouts started yeah yeah so oh, see I didn't even know that yeah. that's cool I never got to do Girl Scouts when I was growing up because unfortunately, like I moved a lot as a kid. So I really didn't partake anything. Like I did sports, but like, I didn't partake anything like Scouts at all. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm not familiar with it at all. Our troop here or my, my entire service unit here is really neat. So we're a Fort Carson service unit. So literally all of our girls um, have some sort of relation to a service member here on Carson. And it's, it's kind of like we're on our own as a service unit because nobody else in the greater area really understands. Like we do things this way because girls, you know, will PCS with their families, maybe this year, maybe in three years, maybe they just got here. You know, it's not, 
lifelong troops like Kim I know you're really familiar with a lifelong troop you know you just got lucky like that (laughs) Um, I was even gonna say a little tidbit of information you actually have one of my girls I know so terribly much what a small world too because it's not like I found deployed love through you know no we didn't know any other other relation there's no (laughs) way and it just so happened to come out like that it's it's crazy what Girl Scouts you know will connect you with but um, yeah. Uh, and I was going to tell you guys, um, you know, with daughters and girl scouts, one of the reasons why I've traveled so much is because of girl scouts. So when I graduated from high school, I went on a destination. Do y'all know what those are? Mm-mm. So girl scouts do programs for girls. I think once they hit high school ages, they can apply for these things called destinations. They used to be called greater ops, greater opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. but destinations are trips that um, Girl Scouts apply for and they get accepted and then they get to go on trips and they usually have some sort of curriculum with it. So my destination, I went to Peru, um, and we had a leadership curriculum. It was really awesome. So any, any Girl Scout that I pass, you know, tracks with, I try to tell them about that because those are absolutely life-changing. So awesome. I know that, I know that, um, we're here for Deploy Love, but one of the things that we're doing this summer is uh, Girl Fest in West Virginia. We're going to go meet our old troop from Clarksville down or up there and go to that. So we're really excited about that. So fun. So fun. It's I mean, just like, another you connection. Friends. You make lifelong exactly. friends in the scouts. Like, um, like my sister-in-law, her best friends are not from Girl Scouts, but um, she did do Girl Scouts for a little bit, but um, they were the siblings of my husband's troop for Boy Scouts. Um, you know, my, my husband was an Eagle Scout. And so her, her two best friends growing up and still to this day, best friends um, were from like just going to troop meetings and hanging out like her, her their parent um their moms like my mother-in-law like the moms like they do they call them goddesses so every every month they have a goddess weekend and they get together um in the mountains and just have a girly weekend and do some type of fun activity like last 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 meeting they had they made blankets like they crochet blankets together I think it's like you said to Sierra you know when you're on a whether you live on base or off base, um, sometimes living on base and you start building those connections. We were an off base troop, but all of our girls were military. I think once you start building those relationships with all the other military families, you know, you have connections with the Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts, which we had both. And then you have the military connection. It just kind of brings those families into your life as more than friends. You know, you, right. you really do get that concept of, what is what do they call it families or um, yeah (laughs) so we that was what happened to us in Clarksville Uh, we had been lucky enough to be here at Benning for almost more than half of my husband's military career and then we moved to Clarksville it was my first time ever being away from my family and at first you know the first year I sat there and I sat in my house and I did nothing and I got sad and depressed and Madison decided she wanted to do Girl Scouts and I was like well it's good because Caden's in Boy Scouts and um, from there you know my world kind of changed dramatically and if it wasn't for that and those connections I don't know where I would be today you know because those people mean so much in my life right it's always about those connections yep always and there's just a certain understanding especially when you're military and your peers are military there's just an understanding no matter what brought you together there's just that understanding so yeah yeah our troop I was gonna say is also very military we we meet right outside a base and it I think it helps because when she was in public school a lot of her friends didn't were not military and you know, the ones that were moving every three years, they didn't understand, like, outside of that, who, like, what Kira goes through, I guess, like, she has to go through deployments where there's these four, six months, whatever, that she doesn't have her dad home, which is a whole thing, like, I mean, I get that there's divorces, but when you really, you love them, and that's the, the relationship of your parents, too, is not there, is, it's hard, and so when we have the Girl Scout meetings, it's really cool that all of them are military, at least in our troop, and 
they do that. They, and they're used to the PCSing, like her best friend from our troop is moving next week. And she, she understands that because she gets to understand that, oh, but that also means now another military girl is going to move into our troop because we have a space. And so, yeah, it, and she gets to have these friends that are now all over the country, just like we do with our military spouses. We get, I have friends everywhere, but the Girl Scouts gives her that opportunity to have them starting young. So I love that. Yeah, it's given yeah. her that opportunity to like we we go out of our comfort zones to try to meet you know military spouses whether it's through a military organization like Deployed Love or you know through you know the company's FRG um, you know some people are like no I don't want to be I don't want to be connected to anything with my husband's or my spouse's um, unit like that's his job blah 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 but like we do have a very unique life we do have we're it's very unique compared to what other people go like what you go what we go through daily isn't going to be understand by someone who has no connection to the military you know you know I've I've lived here on and off at Bradman my whole life and I've had friends who were military and I had friends who were civilians and none of them could understand what I would go through during you know deployments like my you know my husband deployed, his first two deployments were back in um, 08 to 2010. And so like pretty height of a lot of stuff happening. So, you know, really rough deployments and, you know, none of them really understood um, like how I was feeling about that. Like, you know, me saying, no, I don't want to go out or me constantly wanting to be out of the house because I didn't want to be home by myself. Um, so you, I, I feel like you have to find a connection um, find a network, whether it's through, you know, your kids' activities like Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts, or, you know, joining a mom group if you're a mom group, you know, things like that. You just have to get yourself out there and find somebody who's going to connect with you on a personal level, um, not only through military, but, you know, find people, you know, find your tribe, like find people who get you in every aspect of your life. Because, no matter what you think, the military is a very big part of you. And whether you want it or not, like, you know, if you marry into the military, you know that, you know, you're going to be moving potentially every three years. You're going to be dealing with long training, training events. Um, apparently we deal with rapid deployments multiple times in a year. Like um, you never know what's going to happen. So you have to have that support system like yeah, even if it's just yeah. one person one person you have a connection with with the military who can understand that when you have to go and vent like they've got your back like they do um so don't shy like if you're listening and you're not a part of any organization don't shy away from it like you know reach out like you know reach out to somebody like even if it's just one person have that connection who with one person that can understand yeah, disassociating you yourself, through? especially I think the ones that end up closer to family, like if you live near your family and that's just like your life never changed. I mean, lucky that you got stationed there, but don't disassociate from the military. It's easy to not want to do the FRG stuff because yeah, we all know there's drama involved with it. There can be, but like you have to find those people that get it. Like you were saying, like your parents and your sister, you know, they're not, they're not going to get it unless they have someone in the military. They don't get it entirely. Like, yeah, your husband's overseas. Oh, okay. You know, like I miss my husband too. He wasn't here for dinner. We've all heard that comment and you're like, oh, okay. That's not, not even relatable, but okay. So. One of the things to also keep in mind is, you know, when you move to a new base and you're looking for those friends, you're not alone. There are other people, other spouses there that are doing the same thing, trying to think of, well, how can I get out there and meet somebody? Um, so you just got to, I know with me, before I had children, the way I got out and met people was through volunteering. Um, I, I was involved in the FRG and stuff, but I also did stuff like Operation Homefront and just other little organizations deployed love here at Benning has built my tribe um, tribe so you just got to find that group or that connection that has like-minded people where you're going to feel like everything fits 
you got to keep looking for it though because you're not going to just find it yeah you (laughs) got to put yourself out out there that's like the biggest thing is like people saying I need friends and then they don't go to things so yeah it takes two to tango and no matter what relationship like it takes two to tango whether it's a romantic relationship or if it's a just a friendship like both put something in um I saw something funny like because you were saying like you have to go out and like work for it so someone posted recently here at Bragg, um, a speed dating for friendship. And I thought that was yeah. a fantastic idea. I love that. I was like, I'm totally down for it. Like I was like, they had one scheduled for last Friday and I had an appointment. So I was like, okay, I can't do that one. But the next one I'm in, like I'm all in because like I have a couple friends that I've met through like, you know, Jeremy's company, um, because usually I make my friends, like a lot of my friends I've always made work, working outside the home, but I don't work outside the home anymore. I work in work from home. So, you know, I'm not getting out and making that connection with other adults. So I tend to not have a lot of like friendships right now in terms of like a plethora. Like I don't have like, you know, like, oh, these two people aren't available to do something today. Let me call so-and-so or so-and-so. Um, it's really just a handful of people that I'm like, okay, cool. Like I've got my support system. I know they're there for no matter what happens. Like if I have an emergency, you know, I can be like, Hey, I need you right now. And they're there. Um, but you know, I'd like to have, you know, I would like find a friend that's outside my husband's unit as well. Like, you know, someone who's, you know, might have to tiptoe around what they say around me because my husband may be their senior officer or whatever it may be. And I don't, I don't want that to be, a part of that friendship. I want to make sure that you have, I want a friend, you want to find a friendship that, you know, you can talk military things with, but you have no restrictions in that matter either. Like you can go and vent like about whatever you need to vent. Yeah. I love that about why we started Deployed Love. Like we're a community where, and you can even make friends through Deployed Love, like our group, and they may not even be near you, but you have someone that you can send to on Facebook, be like, hey, we connected really well in the group. Uh, Can I vent to you? And there's a face and it's not somebody that does work with your husband because that does become tricky. And I've had friendships with through FRG and then things they, you tell them and it goes right up the line and you're like, oh, well, that was great. So I think having the ability to make friends in the military, but not associated to your unit is always really good too. I was just thinking before Ashley brought that up that I was that person on Facebook that said on one of the, when I moved to Clarksville uh, at Campbell, I just posted play date at my house, come play. And I literally had like six people show up that I had never met before never knew. It was super awkward. (laughs) They all had children the same age, but I was so desperate to meet people that I literally open my house to six strangers to, to just come in. And I did build a friendship with like two or three of them, but it was, I just, will never forget everybody just kind of standing there so funny looking around that. like, what do you do? What do yeah. you do? Tim, I was going to say, you don't meet your besties in your living room, but I guess you just <laughs> proved me wrong. You yeah. know, they always say that. Um, you know, I, I feel like another problem with you know, military spouses is they'll be so forward and willing online, but it really comes down to meeting in person. Don't we know how communication goes, especially if you need to work towards something, but even working towards a friendship, you have to meet in person, right? COVID aside, we don't even need to talk about that, but (laughs) it's like, you need more than just a texting buddy or a messaging buddy. Like you need a partner to walk alongside you in friendship and hardships and everything that comes along with this life. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of people I see who do that. (laughs) Yeah. I got really lucky um, at Campbell. It wasn't one of the people that was the random strangers that showed up to my house, but I met a person there that, you know, when we first met, we clashed. We clashed hard. Um, It was not very friendly at first but as time growed and I got to know her more and know her now she's my best friend she is the literally the person I dial to vent to every time (laughs) so even though you may not bond with that person right away sometimes you gotta overlook your own 
barriers and kind of get to know a person on a deeper level to even have those friendships. And that's hard too. Well, also like I, I struggle with this for the longest time. Um, you can have friends by yourself. Like you don't have to like, Oh, well this person, will my husband like this person or will my wife like this person? Like you can totally, I really struggle with that. Like I always felt like we needed to have like one group of couple or a couple friends that we were mutually friends with. And then we had our separate friends. And then like, as I got older, I was just like, like, I mean, I'm an, I'm an extrovert. So, I mean, I can get along with anyone as long as they're not like being a total person yeah. that <laughs> lots, lots of words you can insert there. But um, I, it took me a really long time. And I, and I've noticed a lot of young spouses, like, I can only hang out with this person if, if this person, if, if this person is going to be tolerated by my husband. Um, and you're totally fine. You can totally have a friend that, you know, your significant other might not like, which is completely fine. Yeah. You're like, not the same person, right? Like, yeah, so you're attracted exactly. To you have to have your you own identity. Yeah. yeah. Sierra said that she was going to do Girl Scout tattoo. The Girl yeah. Scout tattoo. Yeah, yeah. So Sabrina, what would, what's something that you can do this year on your top list? Um, so I don't know if you guys know about me, but I've always been into yoga. And so one of the things that's on my list that I've never been able to do is a handstand. And so I've been doing yoga every day this year and really working on balancing yoga. So that is my main goal for the year is to really see if I can do that. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm into awesome. yoga too, Sabrina. I don't know if you know that, but I want to be in yoga. <laughs> oh, I do it every night before bed. It makes such a difference in my life. So I really need to do it because I have horrible flexibility. Um, I'm the type of person who can't work out though. When my kids are around, it stresses me out. Oh yeah. Me um, so I can't do it when, when they're awake. And so usually by nighttime, I'm just like, yeah. I'm usually catching up on work or whatever it may be. So I usually don't do it at night, but I really do need to carve that time out because I do enjoy doing the yoga. Say I schedule when I, mine when for I've like the hour, half hour right before bed, because most of mine also is really deep breathing, like all that stuff. So it also helps me to have nothing on my mind when I go to bed. So I actually fall asleep. Um, so that's, it just made it that time. It used to be in the mornings because I like doing like the sun salutations, but it's been I've changed it to the night and I love it. I love that because the kids are in bed because that is a super annoying thing is when they come in and you're in the middle of lifting weights and they're like yelling in your face and you're like, get away. So yeah, it has to be for sure. Once my kids are not anywhere near me. I have those same feelings about my dog. Oh yeah. I my dog the same feelings, like get her out <laughs> downstairs. You go, you know, it's nothing yeah. like doing a downward dog and your dog coming and licking your face. I've totally been there. Yeah. Like going completely <laughs> underneath of you. And you're like, yeah, get out <laughs> my cat too. For that matter. They both really like the yoga mat. I'm like, y'all gotta go. <laughs> yeah. The other day we were learning how to do fire breathing. So you like basically are like hyperventilating or whatever. And my dog had her nose against my face. Like I thought I was dying. I was like, could you just get away from me? <laughs> I can't breathe. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it sounds like this is something we need to put on our list for deployed love board retreat 2021. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yoga class. That'd be fun. Yeah. On the beach in Savannah. <laughs> right in savannah after the girl scout house (laughs) yes (laughs) i got a camper down there i look (laughs) (laughs) ashley mine would probably be now that we've got some some land here is to get a couple of goats and definitely want to get some baby goats um and then my other would be to master my grandmother's sweet potato biscuit recipe um she's getting older and I'm scared we're you know we lost my grandfather not long ago so the thought of losing her just you know is something I can't even fathom but she makes the best homemade sweet potato biscuits and she never measures anything so she can't give you a recipe so (laughs) I want oh my to gosh. master them. Kim, you so need to videotape her making them. I know. Yeah. You know, it's funny that you bring up grandmas because my my husband's grandma recently passed away. And the first thing so I went for when we got into her home was her recipes. 
And that lady had about 12 recipes for taco spaghetti. Don't ask me why, <laughs> but um, there's some good ones in there. Those recipes, I mean, some of them were from the sixties. Hand it yeah. all the way down. You know, yeah. that's so yeah. crazy. Recipes, you know, are bloodlines. Yeah. Yes. They, and I've, I've searched, I'm really bad about searching Pinterest or stuff, but I've searched Pinterest for like better measurements. Cause I know what her ingredients are but not like what her real measurements are. And there's not a single recipe that matches all of her stuff. Yeah. And baking is very like, if you don't get the right thing, it's not going to turn out. Baking is scary. (laughs) And I can't master the skillet. That's one thing too, is the cast iron skillet. That's all she cooks with. And I just. Has y'all's husband ever washed her cast iron skillet? Mine my has kids, twice. My kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, hello. Just throw it in the sink, mom. What? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> what about you, Ashley? So what are, is there something that you can do this year? My big one is um, we hope to buy our first house. So um, we're actually hoping that will be kind of, we're actually hoping to buy this house. Um, the homeowners are, are planning to sell. So um, we're hoping that um, we can work it out to where we can purchase it because then we wouldn't have to pay to move yeah that would be like the kind best of a bonus ever have them like repaint or something and just yeah well, like, it. fortunately the paint the paint's not bad like the big thing was replacing the roof with the which is what like I said earlier they'll be redoing that this week so um so you know we really like the location um where we're at um and so we're, we hope that's kind of the beginning of the year yeah, that'd be like um, the best house buying situation ever. You yeah. just live there and you're just going to stay living there. <laughs> like, amazing. Like a silly one I kind of want to do is I want to go someplace and order one of everything on the menu. So I think that would just be like a fun outing. Like, obviously, like I'm not going to go to someplace that like the dishes are like $30, $40, but I think it would be fun to go out and just like... Can we order maybe like can a we girls add that to our retreat? Yeah, add it like, to yes. our order one of everything. Yeah. And just pass everything we'll all around. go do yoga and just, just eat. <laughs> I just think that would be yeah. so fun. Um, you know, it's something that's not ordinarily done. It's kind of spun. I mean, it's not really spontaneous because you probably will plan it, but you know, you're going in, going like, you know, I'm gonna get a steak. Like, I'm gonna get a steak and some pasta and some salmon and you know, cheesecake, whatever it may be. Like, I think it just would be like a super fun adventure to do. Yeah. And like some small restaurant too, like something out of the blue, like really cool. One of the things that Madison has been begging me to do for a while now, she's seen it on, I don't know, YouTube or um, TikTok or something, but you go (laughs) behind the person and tell the person over the intercom that you want to order the exact same thing that they did <laughs> she wants to go to like five different places and do it all day long I would love to long. do that that would be so much fun I mean yeah. you wouldn't have you wouldn't be able to be a picky eater or anything to do yeah, that I'm but picky. like which I'm not like I, I'll try anything <laughs> one time so I'm like I'm all down for that challenge I do it she at was, like Chick-fil-a or something like something like I could definitely general. yeah 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 have you done it before Sierra no, but oh. shoot, let me go out and do it tomorrow. That sounds exciting. Uh, I know. <laughs> that really sound exciting. I, might, I might have to do that this week. I know. My I only thought about doing like... it with Starbucks. Oh, that's I've seen a lot at different. Starbucks and Dunkin'. Yeah. 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 Okay, Starbucks wouldn't be bad through, either. But what if you go through like, and you're trying to feed your whole family and the person in front of you just got like a small fry <laughs> and you're like, so, oh, well. <laughs> I've seen that's it the other way. what Madison wants. She wants to go and like just get one small fry so that she's laughing at all of us having to share one fry. I'm like, <laughs> well, no. I, I've seen one video because definitely got on like a YouTube kick and so they did it and they went around to like five, six different places. So like by the end of it, like everyone sense. had something and it was just experience. Like, you know, you might've just got a smoothie and you might be sharing a medium sized fry, but like, just like not knowing what's going to happen or what you're going to get, like the element of surprise, like that just, that sounds so fun. Like I'm, so I might so have to fun. do that with Devlin this week. I, I think that's the best. 
See, my scary thing is, is if you get a big family like mine and you end up with seven full-size meals, what are you going to do? You just spent $60 I mean, at McDonald's. Drive around town until you find homeless people and give them meals. <laughs> like, well, I bought this, so. And that's, she has been begging me to do that and we haven't done it, but yeah. My kids have heard of it. Yeah, they've definitely mentioned it before. And I'm like, oh my God, no, I'm going to end up with so much food. But it does sound really fun, like, just why not? Why not? Like, and that's something that you can do with like everything with the, you know, staying social distancing and stuff. Something fun you can do at the date day for your kids. I was yeah. gonna say it would it would be such a fun date night. But my <laughs> husband would like be such a like Debbie Downer about it because he's such a picky eater and he'd be like, This is stupid. Like when I was so, that. <laughs> have you seen the four course? meal challenge where you and whoever it is your partner your friend whatever rock paper scissors for drinks appetizer like the main meal and then dessert have y'all seen that no that's on yeah so like if I did it with whoever and I won we would go to Sonic for drinks and then they won appetizers and then it would be like you know fries from Chick-fil-a or and oh, so that on would and be so cool. forth so cool right that's a good that's a good date night date night that is or even between you know kids like have them do rock paper scissors instead and you just go along with it i don't know i I don't know i have four kids that would be a fight (laughs) two at a time one and one have them draw numbers i don't know (laughs) that does sound fun i know i'm a huge picky eater i um will not go into how picky but my husband would get so angry with me because we'd go to nice restaurants and I would only eat, you know, chicken nuggets and french fries or, you know. So um, one of the things that he did to kind of get me out of that was he bought me um, a box that comes with all these different foods from different countries. And so that's one of the fun things that we do once a month is me and the kids and him will sit down and we'll open this box and we'll all share the little things and we'll learn about the country and the food and it's been yeah. really fun I was about to say you need to put try move foods on your list of things yes <laughs> that was on my list but then when we went on the last two cruises I feel like I tried a lot of new things like we did the beef tongue we did snails we did frog oh. legs like you gotta try all the really weird things when you're on a cruise so so I gotta check that one off my list because like, I think that's trying some of the most strange foods there are out there yeah. so I've had alpaca that's yeah. my most strange. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Travis had Rocky Mountain oysters when we were in Honduras. Oh no, I, like, I know better than to no, do that. I cannot. <laughs> no. So when we I got tried to Honduras, here. I got really sick because I wouldn't eat. And then I started like eating slowly some of the food. I got so sick. <laughs> but by the end of, you know, I found some stuff that I really liked, but I could not do what he ate. No. No, yuck. <laughs> From living in Colorado, that's like what they're known for. And no, no, thank you. Sarah, you said you've had them before? Yeah, here in Colorado. But my husband and I didn't go seek it out when we had family here. They're like, oh, we're going to have them. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. Okay, guys. <laughs> you know, like tourists across our foreheads, but whatever. It was, it was fun. All right. Well, I think we've had a really good time talking about this. And I hope that you guys, we're going to, um, add when this goes live we're going to join over to deployed love hearts connected on facebook and we're going to have a post and a conversation i know i'm going to share my 100 bucket list in there so you guys can see it and we'd love 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 for you guys to all join in with us i mean i want to see some of your really cool goals i'm sure that some people are more original than me but i'm sure there's some really great ones out there and maybe i'll find some that i want to add to mine and i'm sure the girls will too so do you guys have anything else to add or we can go ahead and say bye no, I'll share mine too, but I might have to cross two out. It might not be appropriate to put on Facebook. <laughs> just blur it. <laughs> yeah. Just a general survey. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope that you guys enjoyed hanging out with us tonight. And I know that we had a really good time talking about all of the, mostly the places we want to travel, but some other fun goals. So <laughs> it was great hanging out with everybody. We will talk to you all in the next podcast. See ya. Bye. Bye.